Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name, Andrew Levins. His name, Jonathan Valenzuela. Correct. Hello, Andrew Levins. How are you? Good. Ready to talk about indie games with you, dear friend, because uh, I'm not really doing that this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my get jail out of free card. Get free out of jail card. What's that? What, I don't get out of jail it. free card. That's the one. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to invent a conversation in which I can talk about the very not indie Metroid Dread. Um, but I'm going to structure it in a way that we talk about indie video games while I talk about Metroid Dread, because uh, that is all I've been playing this past week. I'm up to the final boss. I, I thought I would have the glory of having just finished it moments before we recorded. Sure. But, um, but goddamn, that final boss is <laughs> just a bastard. That's uh, how you get to be the final boss. Exactly. Uh, pure, pure bastardry. Uh, but hey, it's not all big games on this episode, because uh, John has been playing... Uh, an old favorite of mine, um, not just playing, but 100%ing an old favorite of mine, the uh, the sh- sh- Angry Shark Simulator Man Eater. Yep, uh, I've I've run my way through that game, uh, and I think you, you're going to hate me when I talk about it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, um, classic episode dynamic. And uh, I've got updates on. I've been playing a lot of Sable lately. I'm I'm very close to being finished that as well. And um, I'm going to reveal my current uh, stage level of Zookeeper World. I know a lot of people have been Whoa. very keen to see how I'm progressing with that game. Uh, and all will be revealed later. John, you've also been playing a roguelike on your Yeah, I've phone. been playing a game called Shattered Pixel Dungeon on my phone. And I'll, uh, I'll speak about that one a bit. I just saw I was in the... Uh, was checking out my, the update section of the App Store today, and it looks like Zookeeper's added another fifty levels. They sure have. So, and you've beaten them all. No, not quite. I want. I, I do want to get to the point. We'll start off with Zookeeper. I also want to say I'm going to talk about a game that um uh, I do not like, but my son loves. Uh, it's called A Gummy's Life. So it's an action-packed right. episode. Um, but let's talk about Zookeeper World first and foremost. Uh, this is the uh, Apple Arcade game that I talked about last week. I suggested that uh, you know if, if you were the type of person that does like a match three puzzle, this is one that could potentially ruin your life. Um, and it is it, it's look it's not quite 
ruining my life at the moment, probably because of the big distraction of Metroid Dread, um, which I've almost completely finished in three days. But uh, Zookeeper World, it just it just keeps going. You're building that zoo. There's a lot less emphasis on that zoo you're building the more you go on. And uh, you have to play more puzzles to get coins to then buy more animals. But the more the emphasis is way more on the puzzles. So maybe that might be... I don't know if that will be appealing to you or you'll be like, what the hell is the point of the zoo then? Uh, I kind of wish there was more missions and stuff based in the zoo. Like they're, okay. they're asking for different animals and food and knickknacks and that kind of things like that. But the puzzles, man, they're, they're getting crazy. There's mud now. Oh, whoa. Like a border of mud go, starts around the whole level and until you like clear it, it keeps growing and submerging more items in mud. Hot damn. Muddy dam. That's some Bubba Sparks shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, back in back the in the mud, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, still really enjoying it. The ultimate shitter game. I'm giving it, I'm giving it the shitter game of 2021. <laughs> nice. Um, but look, man, the, the the main game that I wanted to talk about, um, and I am going to like I've, I've been thinking about this because Metroid Dread came out. It is the fifth mainline entry in the 2D Metroid series that starts with the original Metroid on the NES, uh, Samus Returns or Return of Samus on uh, on Game Boy, Super Metroid in uh, on the Super Nintendo. All of those games exist in the 80s and 90s. The 2000s gave us, very early 2000s, gave us Metroid Fusion on the GBA and then almost 20 years pass until they wrap up this story um, with Metroid Dread. And now in between Metroid Fusion coming out and Metroid Dread coming out, a genre is born that entirely owes itself to the existence of the games that I just mentioned. Of course, that genre being Metroidvania, a game... <laughs> it doesn't entirely owe itself. It half owes itself. Well, I mean, Castlevania itself was influenced by Super Metroid. All right, there we go. Okay, yeah. so we're talking the, the grandparent of all of this. Like, yeah, Castlevania existed before, like, you know, around the, at the same time as, like, the first Metroid games did, but Symphony of the Night was directly influenced by Super Metroid, which was the first, like, proper, like, Metroidvania kind of okay. 2D platformer, ad- adventure, I'll, exploration I'll platformer. allow it. Hey, man, if I'm going to be an expert on anything, it, it, it has to be this, okay? Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, like, I, they are my favorite kind of game. I would say I play like four or five indie Metroidvania games a year and they it's, it's an enormous, like people, I feel like the, like it's, one of, it's one of the hugest indie, indie genres and maybe the... Uh, the kind of the space where where small games become significantly less small because uh, I think the these kind of games like with Hollow Knight and the Ori games like they just get bigger and bigger. Yeah, blasphemous. Um, you know, Hollow Knight. My my playtime on that is like sixty to seventy hours at least. Sure. Um, and that's kind of like I guess the definitive uh, indie Metroidvania, one of my favorite games of all time. And you know, there have been so many. I guess yeah, Ori, blasphemous. Hollow Knight, those are the, the real the real big ones. Even like there are like there's Cave Story, um, other games that have Metroidvania elements to them. But got got a Roboto. Oh yeah, there's a lot of great ones. Yeah. Um and Steamworld Dig Two. Oh dude, one of the be- one of the best. But <laughs> I just keep interrupting you to name Metroidvania. I love that. That's like my idea. <laughs> an idea. Kind of, of Yoku's Island games. Express. Oh, no, definitely Yoku's Island Express. That's a, such a good game. Yeah. That's a that's a real great one. So like you know, there's so much competition when it comes to what should a Metroidvania game be. 
in 2021. So when Nintendo and um, an actual an independent um, game developer from um, they're called Mercury Steam. I think that while, while you're Googling, was it Metroid where they had one in the works and then cancelled the whole thing to start again? That's Metroid Prime. So Prime Metro- okay. are the 3D ad- adventure. Um, ah, uh, gotcha. they, they take place like in between like the first and second Metroid or some insane thing. Joel Dusha mm-hmm. knows all this really well for some reason. You can listen to the last episode of Thumb Cramps, which I was on with uh, with Jackson and Joel. We talked all about Metroid in that. And I'm going to be on it this, this week too to talk about Metroid Dread. And I'll be talking about Metroid Dread on HeyFam too. It's like it is. Look, spoiler alert! I fucking love this game so much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mercury Steam are a developer from Spain, um, and they have been making all kinds of uh, uh, games since uh, since the early two thousands. Um, and in two thousand and ten, they actually made they made three. Um, Castlevania games uh, that they co-developed with um, Kojima Productions and Konami. Um, one for Windows, PS, PlayStation, and Xbox um, called Lords of Shadow, which is a um, not very well-received multiplayer Castlevania experience. And then they uh, uh, released two games, um, Lords of Shadow, uh, on uh, the 3DS for the first one, and then PlayStation and Xbox for the second one, which were not that well-received either. Um, I'm sensing but, a theme here. Yeah, and then then they 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 made Metroid: Samus Returns, which was a 3DS exclusive that came out a year into the um, like almost at the end of the the first year of the Switch. So everyone's like, why why are we getting a 3DS game now? Put a Metroid on the Switch, um, and that game is fine. It, it's pretty good. Um, it overstays its welcome a little bit, but it is recreating like you know reinventing a Game Boy game. So they are held back a little bit by the restraints that come with doing that. Um, when they were announced as the develop the co-developers of the new Metroid game, Metroid Dead with Nintendo, I was a little bit hesitant to like get fully behind it. Um, I, the graphical style was not from the, tra- the first trailer didn't didn't grab me too much, and like you know as much as much fun as I had with Samus Returns, I certainly wouldn't put it in my top ten Metroidvanias of all time. Um, so Metroid Dread comes out in the lead up to it. They're just releasing so much information to that. I, I, I tap out. I'm like, I'm not going to watch any more trailers. I already know I'm going to play this game. Sure. I got really excited. I replayed um, Metroid uh, Zero Mission um, earlier this year. Had a great time with that. And uh, st- started, but didn't get very far into Fusion because uh, I know this is a direct sequel to Fusion, but I did play that years ago on my GBA. Um, this game came out on Friday. I, I started it Friday morning. And within 15 minutes, I was like, yep. They know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, Good this, feeling. This is such an amazing... Like, I I was kind of like, how how long and enormous is this game going to be? Half expecting them to kind of follow the whole... Like, you know, I guess I was like, you know, are they, are they taking influence from all of the indie games that have been influenced from Metroid? Is that the way this goes? Um, and no, they are doing like an extremely streamlined Metroid experience. Um, that is very, very exploration based, but it's like it's very tight, and you don't like no area overstays its welcome unless you're getting horribly lost. And there's less chance for you to do so in this one, like unless you're missing the pretty, you know, sometimes they're hidden bricks that you need to explode to advance to new areas. There's it's 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 a pretty linear experience, but without being you're not really being told where to go next. But the game will like a hazard will come, like you know you'll you'll something will freeze or 
there'll be an enemy you can't get past blocking your way so you have to go a certain path to get to the next area um, right. which is it's really really clever though um and and when you when you realize when you know that you're on the path they want you to go on the, the game flows so well um I would recommend it to a newcomer to the Metroid franchise because I think it is like the best example of a modern Metroid game, um, which is such awesome news um, because I didn't want this to be one, a game that no one likes or two, a game that me, someone who's been a fan of this genre for and series for a long, long time really liked, but I couldn't really recommend to people without, oh, you've got to play these first five games first. Sure. There, there's some yeah. story stuff in it. There's, there is, I just like at the end of the game, there's a, there is a, like one of like, I was like, oh my God, like so happy as a Metroid dork with the, the story they give you. But, um, I think this is a, this, as like a, just a strange space adventure in which you play Samus Aran, a bounty hunter, um, making her way through a, uh, a a new a new planet to um, rid the world of a of a symbiote kind of Metroid esque like you know potential humanity ending alien being, um, I I would really recommend it. You in particular, John, I think would love this game. Okay, interesting. Uh, I have been wanting to check it out. Yeah. Um, but Levens, Levens, the big question on everybody's lips. And the question that will tie it back to the uh, the general thrust of our podcast: Does Metroid Dread do a better job than its progeny? I think, yeah, it's a it's, it's a it's a big question. I think this is the best Metroid game in a long time, possibly the best Metroid game ever. Definitely in my top three, which is really really exciting considering. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, about... I'm getting it, I'm getting to okay. it. Okay. But in terms of what the Metroidvania genre has become, these enormous sprawling adventure um, exploration games. I mean, yeah. As much as I would love for an official Nintendo take on that 50-hour Hollow Knight experience, mm-hmm. I'd love that we got them doing the very tight version. Like this game is, I'm going I'm to clock this game in just under 10 hours. Sure. Um, I could go in a hundred percent it. Um, there are a lot of insane platforming challenges like that you have to do to, uh, to get all the um, extra collectibles and they're all weapon based, which is cool. Just like extra missiles and things like that. And, and uh, energy tanks. But uh, I, I think this is like, I hope that this is, a, a part like a stepping stone. I one day I want them to do their big sprawling take on a Hollow sure. Knight um, Metroidvania because Metroid games have always been around like the six to ten hour mark. Um, this is not better than Hollow Knight, but okay. it, it is. I, I've enjoyed myself more than I have been uh, with than Axiom Verge one and two, which I've been playing a little bit of lately, um, and a lot of other kind of space based shooters that have the Metroidvania elements. Look, this this is this is less an a big sprawling indie Metroidvania game and more just an excellent streamlined Metroid experience. Do you think because of that there might be a little bit of an apples versus oranges argument comparing it to something like a Hollow Knight or an Ori where they've clearly taken it like you know that Hollow Knight and Ori are Metroidvanias they have their DNA from that original series but they've taken it in such a different direction that it's become a different thing this is actually if yeah this is quite similar to the Ori games i would say um except it has a much more of an emphasis on on crazy brutal boss fights okay. um and 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 to that like i think i enjoy this more than the Ori Ori games interesting all right um 
Yeah, what about, but what about but, blasphemous? How does blasphemous rank? See, blasphemous. Oh shit! Curveball. It's just it's it's a sub it's a, it's a subgenre now. Like those big sprawling, like you know, thirty plus hour Metroidvanias versus this tighter experience. Which that's, Ori is one. That's what um, I've kind of been saying. Is do you feel like those big sprawling ones have evolved so far from what the original Metroid series was? that it's almost like it's hard to compare them because it's almost like going, which do you prefer, Earthworm Jim or Daytona USA? No, it's totally. Like, look, they're two yes. different things. Yeah, and funnily enough, like, you know, this it's a pretty big team working on this game, big teams working on this game, um, whereas these big sprawling Metroidvania ones, like Hollow Knight, very small team, Blasphemous, pretty small team. So finally, like, it's funny to me that, like, yeah, like, these enormous games happen to be the ones with the smaller teams, this, like, labor of love to create this big, sprawling adventure game. But, yeah, the, whereas the, the bigger teams are working on this, like, tighter adventure, like, or the, the is it Team Moon Studio who do Ori games, I think that's a pretty big studio, too. Uh, yeah, I, I think they are, I, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people complain about, like, that you can, you know, probably blast your way through this new new metro game in six hours okay um if you miss all the cool shit but you know and 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 comparing that to hollow knight which is a third of the price for 10 times the monetary value in terms of time you know whatever i don't i don't i don't subscribe to this that at all no of course not but that is a conversation that people are talking about now um, I, for, for, for me as a Metroid fan and a Metroidvania fan I think this is both an excellent Metroid game and an excellent Metroidvania Speaking of Blasphemous do you think Metroid Dread would be improved if Samus Aran became a really creepy kind of Catholic? Or just she wore, wore the armour but with like a Pope hat Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a big spiky Samus Aran on top The Penitent Hunter Um yeah, okay, interesting. Um it is it is fascinating to see just how far it's come as a uh, like Oh dude, I was so worried. Like you know, I love this genre, I love this series, but I didn't have faith in either Nintendo or uh Mercury Steam, unfortunately, like to to do what everything I wanted with this game. And this game is absolutely everything I wanted, which is great. How's it how's it been? I mean, look, you Talking about the developers and how their previous games were not well received, has Metroid Dread been well received? In Absolutely, like- people are complaining about the difficulty level, the fact that there isn't like an easy mode or whatever. But like you know, these none of those games that I mentioned earlier had easy modes. Sure, um, I think it's just it comes with the genre, and I, like I, I get from an accessibility point of view, like there is an argument to be made that everyone should be able to play a game, but this is one of those games that you have to get good at. True, yeah. And I do appreciate... You know, it's funny. Like, Nintendo put out their first difficult game in, like, four years or whatever, and people are complaining about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we weren't ready. They've put out plenty of games that have, like, you know, beyond, beyond baby mode for every, for everyone to play. Um, True. Like, my actual babies can play most of the Nintendo games that on my on my Switch. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is a, a really fun, difficult game with brilliant combat, excellent movement. Um, the map locations are unreal. There's no map cunts, unfortunately. Um, I have to dock it a few points for that. Um, and actually, my only real criticism, and this is something that I feel like indie games always nail um, when it comes to Metroidvanias. Like every every area you go to has its own brilliant theme song and music, and and Super Metroid and Zero Mission, um, Fusion all do too. But this music is very forgettable. Um, right. I'm, I'm not humming any of these tunes after, afterwards unless it's like one of the 
like the fanfares that they bring back from the older games at, at, at crucial hero moments. Okay, well that's a bummer. Yeah, some of the like- some of the some of the combat in it though, man, is crazy. Like you, there are there are some fights that you have to play like a fighting game where you're like constantly like dodging over attacks and and it's it's so much fun. And uh, there's a lot of counter moves as well. Like you have to like beat certain moves with, by hitting X, which is a counter move. Okay. Um, yeah, which breaks up the. It's a little. It gets a little bit quick time eventy in the boss fights, but it's it's mostly good. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Like I said, I I think it is it is a game that I'm throwing on the pile of stuff I want to play. Mm. And I think this game is absolutely going to influence a lot of indie developers, which is so cool. Oh. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the like the way it navigates you around the map. I've not seen in one of these games before. In Fusion, like you have someone that's like, "Hey, Samus, go here now," and then they mark it on your map, and then you go to the place. Sure. Um, this kind of doesn't tell you; it just kind of accidentally puts you in that in the right direction. Right, um, and you and if you get somewhere and you're like, I don't know where the hell to go, it means you've missed you've missed something in that. There's something that it's almost like a puzzle puzzle box. Ah. There's something that's a brick for you to shoot or something for you to explode, and that'll get you away there. So it kind of signposts you to where you need to go. Yeah, and like you know, I think they know that a lot of people have played the you know dozens of these of, of not just Metro games but Metrovania games, and with Metro games especially, you know the order of which you get all the power ups. And you actually don't get the morph ball, which is, you know, when Samus shrinks into a little ball and can roll around in the sure. tight spaces until like a couple hours into the game, which I thought was pretty surprising. Interesting. All right. Yeah. They, cha- they change up the, the, the genre and also like the genre of this particular series. I'm into it, man. Two cool. thumbs up for Metroid Dread. Excellent. Well, you need to get Metroid Dread off your, uh, off your plate because you know what came out today? A message from our sponsors. Oh wait, no! <laughs> you son of a bitch! I was waiting for it. I was waiting for a segue. Um, what came out today? Um, Disco Elysium on Switch. Oh shit! Levens, it's time for you to play the brown game. The brown game. <laughs> you sound so thrilled by the. Prospect. Can I just? I just. I know. I have so much on my backlog that I want to get through for Game of the Year talk, and I. I, I know I'm, I'm not going to like. If I buy it, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to play that at some point, and I just won't. Whereas if I get it fresh. Once Game of the Year talk is over, I'll get into it. Good. It's it's so frustrating because like both myself and your co-host on HeyFam, Angus, are like wildly in love with this game. That's fine. <laughs> and yet we cannot get you to play it. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I will play it. It's just it's it's a big RPG. We have less than three months left of 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 the year, and there's like twenty games that I want to try and play. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, we, you already gave, gave this a game of the year last year, or the year before, whenever and it was. It's getting it again, <laughs> and every year until we finish doing this podcast. Um, um, so let's let's hear a quick word from our sponsors, and then John will be back with what's that game called? Uh, let's do Man Eater. Okay, Man Eater. Hell yeah, let's talk about some sharks. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Thanks, sponsors. Now, it's time for Shark Talk. Oh, Shark Talk. All right, so I like I snapped up Maneater a while ago. I think it was on sale. It was like that big, big e- one of the big eShop sales. Saw it for sale. Was like, you know what? I need me some sharks in my life. You, you had given a fairly glowing review of it. How far did you get in it, by the way? Uh, I reckon halfway through. Like I probably like yeah. Like I can't remember what size my shark was, but it was pretty big. And I had like I think I got visited every every area on the map besides like the last one or two. Right. Okay. So I, I having nothing else to play on my Switch at that point in time. Oh, you're playing um, on Switch, crazy! It's on, uh, yeah, it's on Game Pass, isn't it? Uh, I believe so, but yeah. you know, it's it, a, it'd be it a fun, s- fun, fun Switch game. It's been, uh, it's been sitting in my library for like a month or two now. So I was like, look, you know what? I better give this a go. Uh, started it off. Um, it is so obviously for those for those that didn't hear the last review basically that the plot of the game is that you play a shark who you are orphaned at the beginning of the game the game starts with you playing as this shark's mother and like attacking a boat and then this very like cajun shark hunter kills your mother and while while your mother is like strung up on his boat he like cuts open her stomach pulls you out and is like oh this shark is en famille, uh, and then like cuts a cuts a notch in your tail or something and throws you in the water to be like, ah, oh, that is so I will recognize this shark when I catch it again. I'm going very French. I don't remember um, the accent at all, but I'm, I'm and, loving and this. And obviously, there's a lot of French in the Cajun accent. But um, anyway, so you obviously are now set on a path of revenge. You want to kill this shark hunter because you um, because he killed your mother. Uh, so you then uh, go out into the world, uh, and the world is split into a series of areas uh, that each kind of like, as you move through them in the way the game wants you to move through them, they kind of get richer and richer and richer, uh, and the water gets clearer and clearer, which is a bit of social commentary, I guess. <laughs> um, and the aim being that you need to grow your shark in size until you're finally big enough to take on this, this main shark hunter. Um, so... I have a very... I've been thinking about it. I have a very strange analogy for what it felt like to play this game. 
you know when you sit down with a big bag of pistachios, right? Mm-hmm. Now, initially, you're loving them. You're cracking these pistachios open. Nom, 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 delicious pistachios. You know, this is great. And then after a while, you maybe don't want pistachios anymore, but you've gotten into a rhythm of opening pistachios. <laughs> and so you just kind of like keep cracking them shells open and throwing them in your mouth. And you're like, yep, this is fine. And then towards the end, you're just like, why am I still doing this? Why am I opening these pistachios and, and like, throwing them in the, my mouth? They're like harder and harder to open as you yeah. get lower and lower. You, you're getting down to that bottom of the bag where all the ones that you like pulled out were like, mm, that's going to take a bit of effort. Throw it back in and find a simpler one kind of thing. That was kind of my experience playing Maneater. I was very much enjoying it at the beginning when it was all fresh and new. You know, swimming around, taking on crocodiles and stuff like that. And And the more fish you eat, the bigger you get. The more fish you eat, the bigger you get. But as you get bigger, the impact of eating fish lessens. So I actually, like, I reached a point where I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time eating any more fish unless I need to heal or something. I'm just going to complete missions at this point because it's the only way I'll get a big enough boost in, in, you know, shark growth to get me up to the next level essentially um the big drawback with this game is repetitiveness every region follows almost the exact same pattern you show up in the region you go to the grotto the grotto being like the little home base where you can fast travel between regions you then have a hunt which will be like you need to go kill a certain predator animal you have a um there's a hunt, there's revenge, which is you need to go to uh, a location with a bunch of humans and kill a number of humans. There are three culling missions, which is where you need to go and kill local um, prey. Uh, and once you've done those three, you unlock the apex for the region, which will be like a super hard version of one of the predators of that region. You might have to do something like um, there, there are ten other shark hunters beyond the one that you're, uh, you know engaged in the main kind of narrative battle with it might be like right reach level six you know level two notoriety which means you'll need to kill two of those shark hunters um and like you can only draw those shark hunters out once you've generated enough notoriety the way you generate notoriety is by like you kill civilians and that brings shark hunters out yeah and you then have to battle these shark hunters it's fun for like two or three shark hunters I killed all 10, and the last one was just a god-awful slog. Like, because you, you like as you destroy their boats and kill them, your notoriety will only bump up a tiny bit. And so I battled shark hunters for, like, 20 minutes to half an hour before I unlocked the final, like, main, sh- like, named shark hunter. And by that point, I had hit the level cap. My shark was the biggest it could be. I had upgraded all the things. And so it just became this, like, mechanical, like, constantly hitting the right trigger to chomp, pointing my shark at the boat. Uh, you know, the the combat kind of bugging out a little bit because there's so many boats and people on screen at the same time. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty wonky game. Yeah, I so I just, like... There was a lot of stuff that I enjoyed about the game. Uh, I liked the narrative structure of it, where it's kind of told as, like, a documentary. Mm-hmm. And Chris uh, Parnell. Chris, Chris Parnell is the, yeah, yeah. the narrator. Like, that was great. Um, I enjoyed some of the collectibles. Like, there's one kind of collectible in the game, which is, like, you you chomp these little, like, road sign-looking things 
uh, and they which identify like points of interest on the map, landmarks mm-hmm. they're called. I just remembered. And so it was always fun to find another one of that, and it'd be this weird little like it's SpongeBob's house, or like it's a sunken UFO, or weird stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I'd hit level cap by the second last area. And it was just one of those things of like, I'm just going to see this through because I've come so far. <laughs> That's a bummer um, that you like pu- pushed yourself to play a game you weren't in- enjoying. Oh, it's not, it's not that I wasn't into it. It was just like, I definitely enjoyed the exploration part of it. Um, and certainly some of the boss, chal- the boss like fights were pretty interesting, but like the final fight, for instance, the one against the, the main shark hunter that killed your mum took me four to five minutes to do. Right. Just because my shark was so boosted and all my upgrades were so boosted and, you know, I put no finesse into it. I literally just pointed my shark at the boat and, like, chomp, 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 chomp until the guy was down. Yeah, I, I think I like how mindless this game is, though. Like, as someone, like, you know, I'm, I'm currently on my, like, 20th attempt at this final boss in Metroid Dread. That sounds like a, like a, like a delightful time. <laughs> An um, effortless chomp fest. I don't like I don't there was a period where I didn't mind it but it became it it semi outstayed its welcome. And I guess look, I'm partially to blame for that because I went, you know what? I'm going to 100% this goddamn thing in one and, like, weekend. The for what? In one weekend. Yeah, something along those lines. Um and it like the slog of killing all the other shark hunters was definitely like by the ninth and the 10th one I was like God damn it, I need to finish this or I'll go insane. But <laughs> to get there is just terrible. Um, yeah, I think I, I would have just... It would have been nice if like there was one or two unique challenges to each location. Like there is a... Um, you know, there's like a, a water skiing demo happening. Chase down the water skiers and take them out one by one. or Like just a sure. little something that gave a bit of flavor on top of all the rest of them. Yeah, look, I mean, the context for me getting it, I didn't pay for it. It was a free game on PlayStation Plus. Um, yep. And I'd only recently got a PlayStation 5 and this was like the PS5 version. And I was like, cool, I'll play it. And I had a like a, just a, a goofy time with this with this shark game. I probably only played it for like five or six hours mm. and maybe I'll go back. But I just appreciated this like low budget, odd fish version of like an Ubisoft open world game. And I get yeah. that, yeah, like those games are repetitive. You you go to a new area, you do the same 10 things you did in the last area, you get the tick on that area, then you move to the, the next area and repeat. I think the difference is that the, the things you do in those areas for like an Ubisoft game have a bit more of a narrative around them. Whereas Yeah, this where were the shark just, escort missions? Exactly. This is just shark get big, essentially. Right. Um which I think really kind of drove, you know, it's it's. I hold up The Witcher Three as like the perfect example of this. The Witcher Three has the same mission sets over and over again, but the narrative that they put around each of these missions is so fantastic that you almost don't recognize that you're replaying the same mission over and over sure. again. Sure, the counter is you're a shark. Yes. <laughs> well, look, that is honestly like apart from some of the jankiness that occasionally occurred navigating around the world, it was fun to be a shark. Yeah. Like, I think they, um, they nailed that mechanic pretty well. I loved like you can jump out of the water and like grab a grab a, someone off a boat and then eat them in the water again and like throw your head from side to side and then swallow them up. Good fun. Yeah, there were definitely like there's definitely some fun kills like that. But yeah, 
I mean, I did, like, the novelty of that wore off in the Shark Hunter fights just because I did that so many times in a row that I was like, oh, okay. Oh, and that only moved up the the kind of gauge for notoriety, like, 1%. Oh, I'm going to be here forever. (laughs) So, look, like, Maneater is a fun game. Uh, Maybe don't do what I did and try to obsessively... Because there's, like... I hit the level cap and still had a ton of other stuff to do. And right. all the gains I made from that thing didn't move me up in any more in a level. There was almost no point to doing them beyond potentially unlocking some new upgrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the upgrades that I unlocked by that point in the game, I was like, eh, I'm kind of happy with the upgrades I have. I've already like, you know, boosted them to tier five. So none of the stuff I made, none of the stuff I, I unlocked late game, I actually wound up using that much. Okay, there you go. Interesting. But yeah, like I said, it's it is a if you can play it on Game Pass or if you can get it for free or something like that, give it a look. See, don't get stupidly obsessive with it like I did. Just have fun with it. There you go. Wise words from a shark boy. Um, <laughs> so that's like girl. that's one of the few. Uh, Open world games. I feel like you've played. In, I mean, is Mud Runner an open world game? Kind of. Uh, to a certain, Snow Runner kind of is, um, but maybe maybe not as as freely as something like um, as Man Eater. Because we both we both played a little bit of Sable um, when we reviewed it. Probably put like a couple of three to four hours in when we talked about it a few weeks ago, um, and. I went back to it on Friday night. That is a big open world game where it's not about combat. It's just about exploration. It's about finding things. There's very little challenge in that game beyond just kind of like searching for things in, in the desert that you're exploring. Um, and I, 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 I had like a, you know, a night to myself the other night, which is a rarity in lockdown times. And I was like, oh, I should, I should put a little bit more time into, into, into Sable before I go to bed in an hour. And I ended up staying up till 3 a.m. <laughs> just like a solid six hours of playing Sable and just getting so sucked into... Like, that's sim- that's the same too. You discover this new area. There's a spaceship to find and explore. Um, there is a... In every area, you also have like yeah an, an engineer or something like that you need to go and do missions for. There's a village and the, each village wants you to bring back some local bugs um right. to the village so you got to find the bugs nest and get the bugs um and there's an, oh yeah and then there's also a map cut there so there's someone that there's a a cartographer up very very high so we have to climb yeah. all the way up high um to find the cartographer um, sort of a, a platforming challenge kind of thing so i technically could have finished this game many times now because the basically yeah, you sable is a, is a girl who is going out on a on a mission to figure out who she wants to be and you do that by doing a bunch of missions for people or meeting a bunch of people and they give you badges. Once you have three badges that pertain to a particular um, career, um, you take them to the mask man and the mask man turns the badges into a mask. You wear that mask, you go back home, you say, Mama, I'm a cartographer now or I'm a, I'm a dirty mechanic. And um, I guess she's happy. I'm, I've, 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 so I haven't finished, but I have got, sure. I've got like six or seven masks now. Um, okay. I, I believe there's like around 10 and um, I have such a good time in this game, just like exploring. I got in that, I did that thing which I haven't done since Breath of the Wild came out, where I was just like, I'm just going to explore that new area until I find the tower or the cartographer. 
climb to the top of it, get the cartographer's map, and then so I map out the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that and and like is I like a perfect gameplay mechanic to me. Like filling out the map, not even worrying about anything else I can do in that area until I filled out the entire map. So satisfying. Yeah. Um, and I mean everything else around that game. There's 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 some very involved missions. There's one place you go to and the power's out. And Ecria. Yeah. Guess it, what mission I've just been doing. Oh, how fun is that, right? You you have to solve you have to I'm, solve uh, like basically it's like a, almost like a you have to go get evidence to to um, accuse somebody of of stealing of turning like you know sabotaging the town's power, um, and you have to get the power back on as well. So it's like a multi multitasking mission. Have you? Um, did you make an accusation? I sure did. Who did you choose? Uh, the lady. Interesting. I have For no other reason but her gender. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm up to that bit now. Or I'm currently, like, I, I have the ability, like, I can make an accusation, but I'm currently playing hide-and-seek with some kids from the town. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that takes a while. One yeah. of those kids is really well hidden. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I'm, I'm up to that one. I found two of them. I'm like, where the hell are the, the other one? Um, yeah, I'm like, I've, I dived in again the other night, and uh, or a couple of nights ago, and I'm, I'm only getting, like, an hour a night to play, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been really fun. I think Ekri is a great spot because it's like a lot more involved than some of the villages you go to. It's an actual like full blown town, and there's so many things to see and do around there. I particularly loved like when you bring the power back on, how the city kind of comes back to life. Yes, totally. And it's, yeah, it's and way more colorful, and, yeah. and like there's more people to talk to, and all that kind of stuff. It's a special game, man. I feel like people have kind of dropped off talking about it. There was so much hype in the lead up to it coming out, and then a few bugs made everyone sour on it. Every every um, achievement I'm getting in it is rare. Yes, yeah, totally. Which I'm just like, what the fuck is going? Like, and this is basic stuff that's like. You know, you have to play through for the narrative and it'll be like, bling, and I'll get the little diamond. I'm like, why is no one playing this game? Yeah, no, it's really, it's really annoying. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing that. I probably will uh, maybe this week or next. I get my freedom back next week, but by that I mean my kids are going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I have like, this crazy list of games I want to finish, um, which is really exciting. Nice. Um, uh, but uh, I have been playing a game with my kids. And uh, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, they love it. I... I'm going to go out and limit. I hate this game, but right. maybe if you have kids who are looking for a like a, a game that like my five year old and my seven year old play it happily, um, it is called A Gummy's Life. It is a game similar to it's like a physics based like um, party game, like Gang Beasts or even Fall Guys, where you choose to be a different gummy candy. Um, so you can be like a gummy bear or like one of those gummy eggs with like arms and legs, or, um, you can be like a, I, I was like one of those, um, sugar coated gummy roll up men. Um, so that's okay. who I, that's who I chose. I didn't realize that there are stats linked to it. So I managed to choose like the, I think the slowest and the weakest character. Um, so that's maybe that could uh, be why, but my son destroyed me at this game and it was a bizarre feeling where no matter what I could, was trying to do. I would just die first. I was always the first character to like get hit by a car and, and explode in a, in a mess of gummy and sugar, um, like like seconds into every level. And we stupidly did the first mode we did. We were like, yeah, let's 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 see all the maps. And there are like nineteen of them. So oh, we boy. cycled through nineteen maps where it's me, Archie, and three CPUs, and um, I would die instantly. 
Um, and Archie would hold his own against these CPUs somehow. Uh, oh, wow. The mechanics, I'm not generally good at mecha- uh, games where it's like the physics are meant to be kind of bad. Um, I, you know, like when you punch as a gummy, it doesn't really land. Okay. And so that, like, as as a as like a you know capital G gamer, it was a very unsatisfying experience playing this game um, because I felt like nothing I was nothing I was doing was was right. I wasn't progressing. I wasn't like beating the other characters. I, I just I don't know. I, I was like, am I doing this right? Is this am I is this the punch button or is this a different button? Um, but yeah, you you it's presented well. It's a little janky, but that kind of adds to it. You choose from like 20 different gummies you can be at the start. And then there's Fall Guys-esque stages where like one of them you're trying to fight as like um, uh, hexagons that make up the floor are falling out beneath you. Um, And in another one, you're on like a Frogger style game setup where there's cars going back and forth. And if you get hit by a car once or twice, you just explode. Um, the the aim of the game is to like punch someone until they pass out. Then you grab their gummy body and throw them off the, the off the level. Nice. Um, and the last man standing gets the most points. Um, the kids love this game, and like even Tilly is much better at this game than I am. And it, the, besides Just Dance, I've never experienced this with video games. There are some like. The more energetic Just Dance songs, I'll destroy you at. But as soon as you, like, make me slow down and do, like, curtsies and windmills and, like, you know, pretend I'm, like, a flower in the wind, I (laughs) I am just a a, a turd in a blanket. I'm no good at the the slower Just Dance songs. But my kids, who make these, like, slow, shy movements, for some reason just get, like, excellent, 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 excellent. (laughs) And I'm just, like, you want to yell at the game, but they're not even doing anything. (laughs) Like... Um, and that's Tilly's secret. Tilly just mostly stays still and watches all the carnage around her and then wins somehow. Right. Um, uh, this is on everything now, I think, or maybe just PlayStation and Xbox. Um, I know it's on Switch, Xbox and PlayStation. Um, I've been playing it on PlayStation. Um, it's on PC too. My kids love it. Um, I haven't really seen it take over like the streaming space like Fall Guys did, but I can imagine it having a bit of a cult following online because it is... You know, an anarchic uh, party game. Um, Be- beyond getting your butt handed to you, you got like, is is there an element of pride in like, hell yeah, my kid beat me? Yeah, I'm, it's it's that mixed with, man, I wished my kid really wanted to play a game that I also like, which is why I'm glad sure. that WarioWare exists because that's my like Archie and Tilly's just obsession. They, they they would ask, they ask people who don't even know what Wario is a, a Wario related question every day. Like my grand my my parents came over last night. And Tilly was telling them about Penny and Red and like all the WarioWare characters. Like Amazing. they were like Mickey and Minnie Mouse. It was the best. <laughs> um, so we've got five minutes left of the show, John. Is that enough time for uh, for your... I'll freaking rip through it real quick. Let's rip rip us a new one, an indie game. All right, so uh, it's a game called Shattered Pixel Dungeon. It has been on, like, it's been around a fair while now. I think f- almost seven years uh, it's um, developed by this guy called Evan Debenham, aka Double Zero Evan, or Double O Evan, I guess. I just, I just Double O Evan. That, That's mad. Just realized that. Basically, it grew from what I can tell. It grew out of another game called Pixel Dungeon that put its source code up for free on GitHub, and this guy had basically finished his computing degree. 
and and was you know trying to avoid getting a heavy air quotes real job and wanted to enter the game development space so he took this source code and basically started refining the game that was there like balancing it out making it a bit more fair shattered pixel dungeon is a a like a a, a very pixel based roguelite a roguelike i guess you uh, you start the game, you choose from one of four classes. Uh, you, you start with the warrior and then you unlock the other three, which is like mage, rogue, and huntress uh, by by completing particular things within the game itself. Mm-hmm. Each of them has, you know, benefits and drawbacks kind of thing. Uh, you then descend into a dungeon. You navigate this dungeon by, you know, you see you've got a little character on a map essentially. You click on where you want to go and it will path its way there in the you know kind of most efficient least dangerous way so if you've just like if you've uncovered a trap in the world it will automatically move around the trap it won't just stupidly blunder through it um you come across monsters that you you know you tap on them to attack uh you can throw weapons at them you can cast spells at them you can throw potions all kinds of other stuff um and you know every every five levels there's a boss um followed by a shop because you know you can collect coins, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a roguelike. It's a, it's a dungeon crawling roguelike essentially. Um, I have I've been minorly addicted to this game, kind mm-hmm. of in the same way that you have been to Zookeeper World. Like I just got a um, I got an achievement the other day where it's like you've played fifty games in this, uh, and the reason is like it's very easy to die in the game. A lot of it is like really random number generated based, so. Sometimes you just get some, like, you get on a streak of shitty dice rolls, essentially. The game doesn't, like, give you any decent weapons or throws too many enemies at you at the same time or, you know, the one enemy you're fighting, you have horrible luck at hitting it and it has great luck at hitting it and boom, you die. (laughs) But it's so easy to just jump straight back into a game again. Yeah, that's great. Like, you just click start new game. Choose which one you're going to want to go with. I've been playing the Huntress this whole time because the Huntress uh, has a, a bow and arrow that um, on top of the you know whatever weapon you get in the game, and it just makes it a bit, a bit easier to be like, hey, I can shoot arrows at enemies that are far away and whittle their health down before they get close to me, kind of thing. Uh, yesterday, I I made a run that got to level twenty three, yep. which is the furthest I've ever got, and was oh, like yeah. two levels off the final boss. Uh, and so it was minorly heartbreaking to die at that point, but at the same time, I'd kind of resigned myself. Like, eh, I, you know, I, I like, I'm surprised I made it this far. I'm probably going to cash out at some point, and I'll just start again. Uh, and it's great because kind of as you play through, you learn more kind of strategy on how to play, kind of thing. Yeah, it's cool. I haven't really like. You would think that roguelikes would be more popular on on mobile devices because it is like the ultimate like quick pick up and play kind of thing but i guess if you do get very far you 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 wouldn't want to put it down does it save automatically or yes oh that's good yeah so you know i've i've like i have guiltily hopped into bed at night and sort of you know with with my wife and child sleeping in the same room with me turned my phone screen brightness all the way down oh, yeah. and 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 played maybe an irresponsible amount. Yeah, that, that's the way to play. Yeah, that's the that's way the, to that's a way to parent, that's a way to be a husband. Best <laughs> best way to play. 
Uh, oh, Archie is devastated when he found out that I've destroyed him in terms of. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't tell everyone. I'm up to level 100, oh, yeah. 164. My rank is rank fourteen. Good lord! Okay. And, uh, Archie is like around fifty, and he was just like, "What?" Like, and then he like he took a moment. And he goes, "I'm actually kind of annoyed at you, Dad," <laughs> <laughs> which he's never ever said before. <laughs> hey, Dad, come play some. Uh, come play some of the gummy game. And yeah, to totally. Win, win back some, and, swag. and to feel better about myself. Yeah. Um, no, this. I mean, look, it's it's great. I think because so many roguelites roguelikes now are kind of like twin stick shootery sort of experiences. Yes. That you know, virtual controls on a phone fucking suck. This is great because it's turn based. Yeah, amazing. It's, li- it's li- literally tap and tap and click to go where you want to go. Um, it was. I think I paid seven ninety nine for it, and by gum, I have definitely got my money's worth off it so far. Unreal. Um, I think this is going to be one of those ones that like, because like the the um, uh, what's the the Kingdom Rush RPG has released a new a new area. Oh, fun! And I've downloaded the update, and I look at my phone and go, "Okay, I should play the Kingdom Rush update." And then my hand just goes over to Shattered Pixel Dungeon. Is like, click, nope, we're going in the dungeon again. Meanwhile, there's 700 unread messages in your inbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just not checking anything. My phone exists for Shattered Pixel Dungeon now. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's. I remember playing the the original Pixel Dungeon a while ago. And was definitely a bit confused when I'm like, "What's Shattered Pixel Dungeon? Why is it create? Why does it have a different creator from Pixel Dungeon, which is a free game?" Uh, but yeah, I think some of the like, this this guy has a roadmap for what he wants to add to the game, and like all this extra content and extra balancing and stuff like that. So yeah, fun. I think this is going to be one of those games that I like. I will get tired of, and then three months later, be like, you know what? I need to play some more. <laughs> Shattered Pixel Dungeon again kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and come roaring back while I buy heroin. Shouts to Double um, O Evan. Yeah, great game, great game. Great episode. Uh, this has been all the small games. Of course, we talked about Shattered, Shattered Pixel Dungeon, um, Zookeeper World, Sable, A Gummy's Life, Metroid Dread, and Maneater this episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, we hope uh, you enjoyed some good games too. Next week, we'll be back. Um, it'll be me. Only I've only got one kid at home with me next week, so I'm just going to sound freer. You're just going to what? <laughs> just sound freer. There'll be freedom in every in, oh. in, in my voice. Of course. Um, I won't have to hide in my, to do like have like a podcast window and then run back and see the state of the house. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll save it for next time, guys. <laughs> uh, if you want to find the show, you can Facebook.com/slash All the Small Games. We're on Twitter at All the Small Game, and our website, of course, is All the Small John is Ooh. at Sixteen Tacos on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Levdog, and you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash All the Small Games. We'll be adding another episode to our Patreon uh, next week, and another one the week after that. So look forward to those. John, have a great rest of your day. And everyone listening, you too. Levens, always a pleasure. See you next week.